Welcome to the 1% Mindset Podcast, where we know success starts from the shoulders up before it starts from the shoulders down. On this podcast, we talk about the necessary principles it takes to perform at elite levels in all areas of life. So happy you tuned in. Let's get started. What's going on, guys? This is Mike with the 1% Mindset Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. We are at episode 32 episode 32. Now, before I go on, I want to first thank everyone who's been supporting the podcast over the last year. Your support means the world to me, so I want to thank you for that. Secondly, uh, go on. If you haven't listened to the 1% Mindset You versus You album, take a listen uh, to the album, download it, stream it, do whatever you need to do. The book, The 1% Mindset, Survive and Thrive in the Face of Adversity, definitely check out the book, take a look at it. Uh, it's a really, really uh, good book uh, that that was written, that I wrote. So, But uh, this episode, episode 31, excuse me, not 31, episode 32, DIP. I call it the DIP method. And it's an acronym. It stands for discipline, impact, and process. And it's important to understand all elements of the dip method because we we get into a space where we don't do things consistently. Right? And I'm going to speak at BMCC and I think back about how disciplined and how rigorous my coach was to make sure every single week I put out a video, I put out a motivational or inspirational video and the fruits of my labor doing that for the last two years has resulted in multiple speaking engagement, has resulted in me having an impact on people by just trusting the process. Right? Do, you see, do you see how the, my disciplined daily actions, doing things, ever, doing a little bit every single day for an increased period of time where you don't see nothing at first, do you see how that impact, how it started to impact the world because I trusted the process? Now, I want to speak on discipline because I know that's not – it's easy to say, but it's not always easy to do. And I know I speak about my mentor all the time. And, you know, one of the things that I recommend highly is to never be the smartest person in the room. Always get with someone who can mentor you, who can elevate you, who can take you to that next level. Because if you're not growing, if you're not with someone that's going to elevate you, in the words of my man, Nipsey Hussle, RIP Nip, said, if, if you're not in a room with people smarter than you, you're not, you're in a cage right? You're not in the room, you're in a cage. So always get with people who are able to elevate you, who are able to bring you up. But those little small disciplines is what allowed me to get to a certain place. And the gym, for example, right? It's, you know, people like Mike, you always speak about the gym, because I think that's one of the single hardest things to stay consistent at. Right, people, you can't even keep your word to yourself. You break your word to yourself. That's why so many gym memberships rise in January and the attendance dips by March. It's because we can't stay disciplined enough to do a minor thing each and every single day for the betterment of ourselves. Right, because we don't see the results right away, which is the same reason why we eat crap food. If I told you, hey, if you eat this McDonald's today, you'll get a heart attack, 
you probably wouldn't eat the McDonald's. But the fact that it takes years of consumption of crap into your body for there to have a direct impact is why people are still eating what they're eating. Which is also the same reason why if I say, hey, if you if you do 30 minutes of cardio a day, it will increase your life by five years at least. Because you don't see it right away, because you didn't lose that weight, you don't know, right? You, you can't visualize the bigger picture by looking at minuscule things each and every day. But that's the slight edge. That's that small minor tweak that'll take you to that next level. It's the discipline daily actions that'll do that. You know, discipline is simple. It's doing what you said you're going to do long before the mood or long after the mood wears off. I mean, if I said to you, you, know, you get an opportunity to do something great, but it's going to take you 20 years to do it, you're like, ah, do I want to? The pyramids are part of, are part of one of, of the eight wonders of the world, right? It's, it took 20 years and 100,000 men to create that masterpiece that lives thousands and thousands of years. But do you think after the first month? Or the first year, do you really think people could see, could envision what was about to take place? The masterpiece of what is the Egyptian pyramids? You couldn't physically see it, but it was those disciplined daily actions day after day that allowed what we see now as pyramids. One of the longest standing structures in humankind. That's a fact. Are you willing to put in, are you willing to chip away day in and day out to do that? So I had to test my fortitude because if I'm telling you that, I had to test it for me. Right? My mentor said, yo, you need to get in the gym at least five days a week, Monday through Friday. I said, okay. He said, you know what? I want you to do it at 5 a.m. Because it's cool to be disciplined, but then you also have to stretch yourself as well, right? You, you, you should. Well, I don't want to say you should. Let me rephrase that. People have people brush their teeth every day, right? That's that's just something you do. It's like you're living your life on automatic. Hey, I'm gonna brush my teeth. I'm gonna put on deodorant. That's automatic, right? And I'm gonna get to automatic, right? Automatic. My mentor calls it autopilot. Um, other people, you know, have different names for it. But when you, he said, I need you to stretch yourself. I need you to stretch yourself. So getting up at 5 every day, 5 a.m. every day, it has to suck. But you have to get really comfortable in times of adversity for you to reach what it is that you're trying to reach. It's that simple. You have to push yourself to limits that you think that, are, that look impossible and figure out a way to make it possible. I set myself up growing up. I was so comfortable being mediocre. I was so comfortable living an average life. Right? I got excited. I did great things. And then when the excitement wore off, I kind of like went down, right? And kind of averaged out to, to be about average. I never bottomed out because I excelled and then I kind of went down and was average. I'm going to give you an example. So... High school, super excited to get to high school. And I thought I was the man. I was becoming a teenager at the time. 
my first three years, excellent. I was in the top 10 percentile in my class. Right? In my graduating class, I was in the top 10 percentile. By my senior year, by my fourth year, by my fourth year, I said, oh, I got into college already. My degree is going to say the same thing as this next person. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I went from being in the top 10 percentile to finishing somewhere around like the 19th percentile or the 20th percentile, around there. Why? Because I was comfortable being average. I didn't want to sustain this level, this level of greatness, the rigor that it takes day in and day out to be great, right? to live your best. And how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I'm going to keep speaking about my mentors because a lot of what I've learned, I was, it was instilled in me through them. So another thing is make sure you get a mentor. But that was one of the things that was. So when you're able to get that mentor, they're able to instill things in you. And because how I did high school, guess what happened in college? Take a guess. Extremely excited to get into college, got into the college of, of my choice where I wanted to go, got a few scholarships. I was cool. My first three years of college, I did excellent, right? Had an above the average. And then my final year, guess what happened? Guess what happened my final year? My GPA dropped tremendously. Why? Because I didn't care. I said, you know what? I needed, I don't need X amount of credits. My degree is going to say the same thing like everyone else. I was so complacent with being average and just finishing. And I didn't even realize how much that affected me. I didn't realize it. I got to the place where complacent was my middle name. Comfortable was my middle name. Right? So I didn't take class seriously because it wasn't that important. Because I knew, hey, I'm just here to get this and get out. I didn't understand the importance of excellence all the time. Right? And I spoke... I spoke about automatic, right? Because things were just, I was just living life, right? It was, it was almost automatic for me, or as my mentor would say, autopilot. But that's, but that's how life was for me, right? There was a, there was something that was missing of, you know, where I currently was and where I wanted to be, right? There was, there was a gap in there that I needed to fill, but because I was living life on automatic so much because I was on autopilot just kind of flying I did I wasn't even aware of what was happening I'm going to give you another really good example everyone knows or a lot of people know I, I hate to generalize but for the most part everyone knows their ABCs right if you're an adult you can typically go from A to Z that was something we were taught. We, we ran through the alphabet. So I did a study and I went and I asked the student when I was speaking, I was speaking at a college, I said, you know, do A through Z. So he went through the alphabet, A, B, C, D, all the way to Z. And I was trying to prove a point that, you know, sometimes we look at things so linear, like so one way and there's no other way to do it that we just cruise through which is what I did through high school, which is what I did through college. I just cruised. It was, it was easy. It was simple. It was a way for me to stay 
average. Cause I, I didn't, I never pushed myself hard enough to exceed higher levels. And I never really cared too much to do so. It was a double-edged sword. So after he did A through Z, I said, all right, cool. So you, you're pretty comfortable that you know your alphabets. Is that correct? Like, yeah, I know the alphabet. You know, it was a joke. Everybody was laughing. I said, okay. Now I want you to do your alphabet again, this time backwards. It's like Z, Y. And then he had to start thinking, and he realized he couldn't do it. And I was like, why? You said you know your alphabet. I'm not asking you to mix up. You don't mix anything up. Instead of going from front to back, let's go from back to front. Or the beginning to the end, let's go from the end to the beginning. What's the difference? He was like, well, oh, I, I don't know. See, when you do numbers, it's, it's in sequence of 10, but even that's, you're kind of on automatic there. But you don't know your alphabet from Z to A. It's not a trick question. It's just that we've been so programmed to just think, okay, A through Z, it's just one way that we can't even, we don't even notice that our brains is just, it's just on autopilot just saying it. We don't even have to think about it anymore because we just know. So when when adversity hits, when something comes that wipes us to make, to make us do something different, it's a shock value. And that's what life was like. So I, I decided like discipline is so important for me to do something every single day, even when I don't want to do it, to push myself to next levels. Like I had no choice but to do it. I had no choice. And it, it kind of worked out where it was convenient because shortly before I got, I met my mentor, I had surgery. I had surgery. I had seborrhea, uh, no, excuse me, it's dermato, dermatofibrosarcoma. That's the name of it. It's a rare skin cancer. A rare skin cancer. I had had a lump that kind of appeared in my abdominal area, and I didn't know what it was. And I asked a couple of doctors. I said, hey, doc, like, what's going on? He's like, he pressed it. He's like, does it hurt? I was like, oh, not really. It wasn't a big deal. He's like, don't worry about it. Went to multiple doctors, multiple doctors. Finally, my mom came to me. She said, son, I need you to get it tested. It doesn't matter what the doctors say. Get it tested to be sure so you can understand and know for sure what's happening. I said, I was like, Doc, you sure? Like, I was like, it's, you sure you want me to do that? So I go and get it tested. I plan on, I plan on going to D.C. Uh, from New York. I'm in New York. I plan on going to D.C. that weekend. So I get it tested maybe Monday, I believe it was. I plan on going to D.C. that weekend. I get a call on Wednesday. Hey, Mike, we need you. We need, you. We need to bring you in next day. We want you to have emergency surgery. You have a, uh, a rare cancer. I said, Doc, serious? Like, yeah. It's like, can you come in tomorrow? I was like, I mean, I could, but I'm going away. Can I go? Can I go next week? It's like, yo, you could, but I highly advise that you come tomorrow. And in my head, I thought, said, I can't really control what's there. This is what's there already. So I'm going to continue to push forward and go with my plans. And I'll get it done next week. Long story short, my mom called, cussed me out. I had to do it, you know, the next day. Did it, so I ended up doing it the next day. And, I'll get, and I've gotten more detailed about this story in some previous podcasts. So I don't want to go into too much detail. But the lesson was that was after my surgery, after my surgery, I was debilitated. Like I, 
I couldn't fend for myself, my my whole core. And if you don't realize, if you don't know, like everything that you do is from your core. Sitting up, breathing, coughing, like everything affects your core muscles no matter what. And I was done for days. It took me a few months to fully recover and feel like myself. And it just so happens that I got got a mentor shortly after that. And he said, I need you to get disciplined. Because if you can get disciplined in certain areas of your health, other things will follow. Your finances, your relationships. You can get really clear on who you are to the world and what kind of impact you want to have. And things will change. And that brings me to I, impact. Two years of being disciplined, over two years of being disciplined, creating videos, doing podcasts, sitting on panels, has gotten me to this point. Has gotten me, it's the reason why I'm an author of a book. It's the reason why I host a podcast. It's the reason why I've done videos. It's the reason why I've been on panels. It's the reason why I'm speaking to you today. Two years of discipline, I created enough impact that it touched people. Zig Ziglar says you get all you want out of life by helping others get what they want. Another quote that I absolutely love that he says is find a way to serve the many. Service to many leads to greatness. So I'm trying to figure out what world are you serving? How many people are you in service to? Because service to many leads to greatness. And if you're just thinking about self and you're serving you, when anything hits, when any kind of adversity or opposition happens that's greater than you, it's not going to matter because you're serving you and not people. Right? I sat in classes and I didn't care. And I said, you know, I'm not taking this seriously because it's not important. I just want to get through it. But the fact remains is if I took everything seriously in my life, then things would have been a lot different a lot quicker. That's the reality. But I didn't take life serious. I didn't take my classes seriously. I got, ex- I got really excited about things. And then the, the feeling, the excitement, the motivation, it wore off. And I just became comfortable being average. And if you don't stretch yourself to limits so you're not average, then nothing will ever change in your life and stay consistent. You'll be consistently average all your life. That's just the way it is, right? And I, as I start to realize that, I had to say, you know what? In order for me to impact people, I have to be disciplined, but I'm going to have to trust the process because it's not all peaches and cream, right? It's not all flowers, all roses, right? It took a while. It took, it was a process that I had to go through that I had to endure the ups and downs of life for me to figure out where I am, and figure out where I want to go and still the areas that I need to get better in. It was a process. I didn't do this overnight. I didn't figure just figure this out. I'm still on the journey, but if you don't trust the process, if you don't treat the process with respect, then it'll come back and slap you in the face. If you don't treat the class that you're in in school with respect, if you don't treat the job that you're at with respect, it's going to come back and slap you in the face. You're, you're there 
you're currently where you are for a purpose and you have to figure out a way to embrace that purpose. If you can't figure out a way to embrace the purpose, the purpose is going to come back and slap you in the face and I guarantee that. Right? So you have to trust that process. Discipline. Impact. Process. Those three guiding factors is what is helping me and has helped me write a book, do a motivational album, create a podcast. That's what's there. That's what's been like. There's there's no other way to look at it. There's nothing else there but that. That's what's been there. And until, and if I continue, if I skip any of those pieces, that it's gonna, it will show up. So I invite you, I invite you, when you're looking for success, the steps, start with dip. Start with the dip method. Because that's what was used, that's what I used to create what I created in 2018. That's the same thing I'm going to use to create value for others and myself in 2019. As usual, man, thank you so much. I absolutely love you guys. Uh, the 1% Mindset Podcast. Peace. As usual, thank you for listening.